Welcome to the spirit world, answering your questions on angels, demons, and how the spiritual and physical worlds interact. And now your hosts, Debbie Giorgiani and Adam Bly. Well, hello there and welcome to the spirit world. I am Debbie Giorgiani with uh, co-host religious demonologist Adam Bly and hopefully you. This is our monthly open forum and mailbag show today on the spirit world. And Adam, we got to dive right in very quickly because we've got a lot of questions to, ad uh, to answer, a lot of comments to address and the calls will be coming in. So we'll, we always begin, Adam, with the St. Michael prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Saint Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. Name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Adam. And you know what? Uh, before the show, folks, we got the um, the team together and we said we're going to go super fast because we've got a lot of questions and comments. And the calls come in on a regular, uh, nice, steady pace. So that's exciting for this open forum show. Here is the number 877 757 9424. That's 877 757. 757-9424. You can ask us uh, almost anything about angels and demons and uh, what's going on in, in your uh, life right now. If something's happening, if there's um, some strange activity or things that are going on, you're not quite sure what it is, please call in and uh, ask your question or make your comment. Also, you can always send us an email at tsw at grnonline.com. TSW stands for the spirit world at GRN. GRN is, is um, who produces this uh, program. That's Guadalupe Radio Network online.com. We have the show team in place. Our senior producer, Tim Mott, is at the controls. So is our um, regular producer, Ad um, I, I almost said Adrian. I meant Taylor. <laughs> Taylor Van Est is Adrian. You're going to be on Adrian's show, uh, Catholic Drive Time, on Tuesday, Adam. So that's why mm -hmm. I was was thinking about Adrian uh, right there. So you'll be talking about Halloween on Tuesday, but that's looking ahead. But Taylor Van Est is our uh, producer. He does a, a fantastic job. We've got Libby and we've got Carol on the phones and they are already screening your calls. Calls are coming in very quickly now. So the number again to dial is 877-757-9424. Adam, let's take the first question. Are you ready? Sure. Jeff from Lancaster, Pennsylvania, sent this in a while back. Uh, Jeff, if you're listening, we are, we are getting to your question right now. Um, he believes he sees evil in some people that he encounters. Uh, and he wants to know um, how, to, how should he address this when he senses it or he feels it when he's interacting with people. Um, and Adam, let me just state up front that I have heard this before. Uh, people said that sometimes like, you know, a person has, you know, they use the term a bad energy around them, right? You know, and mm -hmm. they, they, they come into view and they're like, oh, I got to get away from this person. How much of that is just personality, you know, differences or maybe how you're perceiving things or something like that? And how much could it have, uh, could it relate to any type of demonic, um, you know, a, a sense a sensibility to that? Sure. So obviously we want to, you know, have some common sense with these things and not just always assume that that's necessarily demonic or spiritual or means the, the, the person is evil. Because as you mentioned, Deb, sometimes a person is, is having a really bad day. Sometimes they're angry about something and this is a stranger and, you know, you don't know the context of their day. And they could be giving off that kind of like angry or upset vibe because of some phone call they got 10 minutes ago or something going on in their life. So sometimes people just give off that kind of hostile prickly vibe for real just as a human thing that they're, they're having a bad day or they're angry about something or, or their life is going rough. So, you know, let's not always just assume it's it's demonic or spiritual for sure. Now, that being said, you know, there are times when you get a discernment 
you know, from God, and I believe that's on an as-needed basis when God wants to do it, that there might be something there to avoid. In, in my experience and in the people I've talked with over the years, and I'd be curious, Deb, what your thoughts are, um, you know, that's pretty rare. Uh, it is done by God sometimes as kind of a heads up or a warning for somebody, either that they need to pray for somebody, um, or in rare cases, they need to be careful around that person, you know, and, um, you know, that can happen, but let's, let's remember that probably most of the time it's going to be psychological. I would, I would agree with that. And I like how you said to, um, go, always go to prayer. I think that's important. I think sometimes, um, even um, our guardian angels, um, because they're communicating in, 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 uh, with each other. Um, um, and I think that, you know, there is that um, connection there. And I, I do believe that a lot of times when people are, come into view, it's not by accident. You know, God may be tapping you through the guardian angels to pray for that person, to help that person. That person could be wounded. That person could be, could be hurt somehow spiritually. And, you know, we are to step in because, you know, as the body of Christ, and this is something that I'm going to be speaking about a lot next year uh, when I, when I'm going out to different events, Adam, this idea of how to actually practice living in the body of Christ. We talk about the mystical body of Christ, but I don't think we really understand how it's, how it's all connected. And it's very important that we, we do what we can, I believe, to build up the body of Christ rather than just kind of run away from these things when, when, when it kind of, when we sense, Ooh, this doesn't feel right. I think we can, we can do something well for God and then remove ourselves. We don't have to, we don't have to be part of something that could be very destructive to our own our own spiritual, our, our own spiritual growth. What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, that's the great thing is it's never going to hurt to pray for the person. So if you're right. not sure if it's imagination, if you, maybe it's you, maybe you're having a bad day and you're just yeah. projecting that. It's never going to hurt to pray for the person. That's an act of charity and love and, and prayer is never wasted. So I would default to that. And, you know, obviously, if it's a dangerous uh, an obviously dangerous situation or, or you're feeling very strongly, you shouldn't be there. The other thing to remember, Deb, and, and, you know, I know this well from, from working in the prisons, working in psychology, you got to pay attention to your gut. If your instinct says somebody's dangerous, they probably are. Mm -hmm. And that's probably your unconscious, your body picking up cues and letting, letting you know, be careful, maybe get away from that person. So if you genuinely feel danger and you're not just always in that state, you know, this is something that comes, comes to you and it's not like you're just not anxious all the time, but you know, basically follow your gut, pay attention to that, because, mm -hmm. you know, that's your body, that's the Holy Spirit, that's your guardian angel, that's something telling you that there might be a genuine danger there. Right. Okay, we're going to go to the phones, and we'll, we'll get to more of you, your um, comments coming in uh, by email. Also, you can like us on Facebook. Please, we're trying to grow the family there. Tell all your friends about the Spirit World on Facebook. It's um, at the Spirit World Podcast. That's how you can like us on Facebook, and you can leave your question or comment there as well. Taylor Van Est, our wonderful producer, will pick up that comment and get it to us uh, very quickly. So it, everything comes in pretty fast, so you don't have to worry about trying to reach us we'll 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 pick it up pretty quickly but we're going to go to the phones adam i just wanted to say uh thank you to ewtn global catholic radio network for airing this program um it's going out far and wide around the world so thank you so very much ewtn and thank you to the affiliates that are picking up this program um because we're hearing from all of your listeners uh from around the country which is very very exciting and uh, of course we want to thank guadalupe radio network for producing this show. We're going to hit the pause button in just a couple minutes and we're, we'll get to Janet, who's going to be first here on the spirit world. But real quickly, Adam, before we go to break, if you can answer this question um, uh, pretty, pretty, pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. uh, Sharon from Ohio wanted to know if um, she has an ex-husband um, and she was just wondering if he could put like curses uh, through sending her um, mail and stuff like that. Could curses be done in that kind of a way uh, to try and create some kind of havoc for Sharon uh, coming through her ex-husband? Well, 
you know, in general, universally, curses in theory could be put on mail because any physical object, just like any object could be blessed, any object could be cursed, and that's just asking the demonic to be connected with it. So in theory that that's, that's possible. When in doubt with an object that you think is causing a problem, get it out of the house and off the property and see if everything stops. And that's kind of an easy litmus test. Um, if it's easy to throw away, just throw it away. If it's something valuable, get it off the property, see if everything stops. And um, so yes, it's possible. You know, curses these days, um, relatively rare, but it depends on his background and what he's into and who his friends are. So it's mm -hmm. possible. Um, but yeah, just try that. Get it out of the house and see what happens. What about going to a priest, um, having them bless the home or, or bless certain items that, they, you know, maybe they exchange things, you know, because if it's a former husband, maybe there's still things that they have to, you know, do business and stuff like that. Yeah, blessing doesn't necessarily remove the demonic. It makes it uncomfortable for the demonic. So they need to be exercised, which means told to leave. So if, if there's problems in a house connected with an object that's in there, just blessing the object or the house is going to make things go quiet for a few days or a couple weeks, and then it's going to come back. Okay. So you, you do need the priest to come in and authoritatively tell it to leave. Okay. So basically that just kind of neutralizes it and irritates them and kind of just doesn't really get rid of it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. So Sharon, I hope that helps if you're listening from Ohio. Jeff, we answered your question. We'll get to more of your questions, but uh, you hear the music. When we come back, Janet will be first from Buffalo, New York. So hang on, Janet. Don't go anywhere. And the rest of you, hang on. We will get to you. We do have a couple open phone lines, 877-757-9424. This is our monthly open forum show on the spirit world. Please call us. We'll be right back. Have you heard about life coaching? Hi, this is Coach Felicity with your Stand Tall Today Coaching Minute. Coaching is one of the things Jesus did with his disciples. Whenever they were stuck, overwhelmed, or even struggling a bit, Jesus asked questions that brought clarity and hope. He then used ongoing conversations that helped them to navigate the path and completely change their lives. Just like the disciples, we too can find ourselves feeling stuck, overwhelmed, and struggling a bit. Maybe you need help in your marriage or with a parenting issue, you're navigating a loss, you want to improve your health, or advance your career. At StandTallToday.com, our experienced coaches will help you to take another look at life, renew your hope, get past those challenges, and step into living abundantly. You can find out more about coaching and schedule a free introductory call by visiting us at StandTallToday.com. Listen, life is too short to stay stuck. Contact us at StandTallToday.com. The Spirit World continues with Debbie Giorgiani and Adam Bly. If you have a question for the show, call 877-757-757. 9424 or email tsw at grnonline.com. Okay, we are back. This is our monthly open forum and mailbag show here on the Spirit World. You can join us. The number to dial is 877-757-9424. We have Libby and Carol waiting to answer your call. They are delightful to talk to. As a matter of fact, Adam and I, uh, we speak with them off air because they're just wonderful. I mean, great conversations we have had and you will enjoy meeting them and they'll um, chat with you for a few minutes. They'll put you on hold. You get to listen live and then you'll come right into the uh, uh, discussion um, as we continue on with the calls. So let's go to Janet, as promised, uh, Adam in Buffalo, New York, listening on the Station of the Cross. Hello, Janet. Hi. I, I'm a little concerned. I have um, been exposed years and years ago to people who are into Reiki and crystal strength and what is introduced into your body that's a negative and a positive. And we're all very devout Catholics now, and I have children and grandchildren. And one of my daughters uh, is 
seeing someone uh, because my grandchild has like eczema and uh, these people are both supposedly Catholic, but he's trying to read the baby to see what is causing this eczema. And I said, oh, did you take the baby? And my daughter said, no, he read it through me. He put up the things to me to see if it made me weak. Mm. Now, I, do I have a reason to say, hey, honey, we got to have a talk. I don't think this is cool. Yeah, Janet. So um, that, that what you just said there is see if it makes me weak. I think that's something called muscle testing that is sometimes done in chiropractic practices that kind of blend Reiki and energy stuff along with regular bone manipulation and and they'll kind of have you hold something and then ask a question and then if the muscles get weak or the resistance you can produce gets weak they say that's like a clue from the body that it's answering the question it's a form of divination and we have to be careful about seeking hidden information uh, we're not to do that as Christians so I would go into um, the, the Vatican document Jesus Christ the bearer of the water of life uh, you can Google it. It's really easy to find. Now, it's a long document. They did a multi-year study of the New Age. And in there, um, I don't know if muscle testing is in there. We'd have to check. But I know Reiki is in there. Energy manipulation is in there. It, it's all been looked at by the church. Um, I can tell you, and I had a friend who got kind of lured into this and was impressed by the muscle testing and reading, you know, these kind of divination clues from the body. It led to a lot of problems for them. Um so kind of the bottom line is it's more of an issue for um, not the child, but for their parent that's doing this practice with this person. So, yeah, you, you want to try to steer them away from doing that because uh, that's not a good thing. What do you think, Deb? Well, let me let me share a couple things about this, because what Adam's saying, Janet, he's absolutely spot on. It, it I've, I know uh, throughout the years and I have um, extended family members members who are in to chiropractic, um, uh, the the profession, and also the, the going to uh, chiropractors. And so Adam is spot on that this is introduced, and they do get to um, a solution. And a lot of times the, the solution is... Um, you know, is something that everybody goes, oh, that makes sense. And we, and and we're working towards something that can heal the, heal the person. And the person starts to see the effects of that. And then so that it, it all, it all seems very, very good. So I wanted, I wanted to state that Janet, because it, it wouldn't surprise me if they, if they figure out what maybe is going to work on, on your grandchild's eczema or something of that nature. And so then your daughter's going to say, but see, mom, it's working. And so if it's working, it's got to be good. So, um, Adam, do you want to address that? Because I think Janet's going to come up against that because what I have experienced in my family is that people have said, well, look, the, you know, the outcome was good. What do you say to that, Adam? Yeah, so there's a few things there, Deb. Um, first off, we know the placebo effect in human beings is incredibly strong. A lot of the over-counter medicines, you know, f from my understanding of going through grad school and, and talking about these issues, a lot of it is placebo effect. The power suggestion is incredibly strong when, when it comes to medical issues. If I tell you, that's why when they do double-blind trials of medications, you don't know whether you're getting the sugar pill or not. A certain percentage of the people that get the sugar pill instead of the active medication also show recovery because they think they're getting the medication. So right. you have to be careful. Um, the power suggestion and the power of placebo effect is very strong in people, and we can mistake that for some genuine healing. The, the second thing is um, the demonic smart and if they give an intervention, no, because they know the body well, if they give an intervention that gives some temporary relief or whatnot, it could be a genuine intervention, like not eating a certain food or a certain allergy that tends right. to cause eczema, et cetera, et cetera. They know us well. And so they can feed us information that, that does work, but you're getting it from a bad source. Mm -hmm. And then the final version of that is the demonic can withdraw a problem that they're causing. Now, I'm not saying they're causing this problem because that child hasn't opened any doors to them. But just in general in life, they can claim to heal something they can't heal, but they can then withdraw the suffering that they're giving to the body and say, look, see how we fixed it. Mm -hmm. um, so basically, you know, at the core of this, it's divination. It's not good. I've seen situations where it's led to spiritual problems down the road. And so eventually the fruits of it are going to show that it that it wasn't wise. Hopefully they'll they'll not mm -hmm. do it right away. 
Right. And I want to hear Janet's comments, but I don't want to speak for Janet, but I'm just, I just know because we deal with this all the time when people ask us these questions all the time in, in life coaching, you know, it, it, I understand what you're saying, Adam, and I agree with you a hundred percent, but how do you explain this to a parent that is just trying to get, um, you know, relief for their child and they see something good come out of visiting a doctor or some, you know, new age practitioner. And they're, they're like, well, it's, it's gotta be, it's gotta be okay. I want my child to be, be all right. How does a parent or a grandparent explain that in, in taking it 10 steps down the road? So let's, Janet, do you see where I'm going with this? I mean, it, it doesn't, it, do you think you're going to have an easy conversation with your daughter, or do you think you're going to hit some well, of these roadblocks? I I think she I think she, her dander might come up a bit. I, I mean, my first flag was I said, "Well, was the baby there?" And she goes, "No, they they read it through me, my strengths or weaknesses." And I said, "Ellie, I you know," and she's like, "Well, they're Catholic, so you know they're Catholic, so." Um, that's yeah, that, my concern. That, yeah. yeah. See, and here, okay. See, this is this is opening up a big thing, Janet. What you're saying. So, so her daughter goes to these people. They're Catholic, Adam. I mean, you know, she's done. She's done her homework. She's going to Catholic people that could help her child. You know, at what point do you say, wait? You know, this is this is getting a little too, too out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, just to say you're Catholic doesn't mean you're obedient to the teachings of the church, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, and I could consider myself Catholic, but maybe I never, I haven't been to Mass in 20 years, I don't go to confession, you know, and I disagree with the church on a number of core dog, dogmas, uh, and yet still say that I'm Catholic. So in my mind I am, and, and you know, maybe I'm baptized and confirmed, but am I practicing the faith and, and accepting the dogmas of the church that I need to accept in order to be Catholic? Um, you know, if we're rejecting dogmas of the church or we're rejecting the Pope, by definition, we're not Catholic. So that's not that's not a, you know, everything's fine. I can just wave wave my hand and say I'm Catholic. And so you should just accept everything that I'm doing. Um, it just doesn't work that way. So again, go back to that document, Jesus Christ, the bear of the water of life. See if there's something in there that... Um, gets really close to this muscle testing thing. I know divination is, is referenced in there. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if the muscle testing specifically, but we'll check during the next break. Um, but yeah, start with that document, Janet, and share that with your daughter and see if that is helpful. But yeah, Deb, you know, and, and I see this in the exorcism world all the time. The demons come when we're at our weakest and we're desperate mm -hmm. and they That's offer right. a solution. And, and they say, you know, it's kind of like, um, you know, a criminal coming and saying, well, I can fix your financial problems, you know, borrow this money, but you got to do me a favor. And so um, the demonic is the same way. They come when we're desperate and particularly with these, you know, parental needs to, to protect our children. And uh, they offer a solution and it's not a real solution. It doesn't work in the end. It, it makes things worse. But the desperate parent will do anything to help their child. And the, and the devil knows that. So. Ultimately, Debit also and Janet, it comes back to trusting Jesus and, and the providence and the will of Jesus in our lives, which is a deeper level to this. But yeah, so. Well, and real quickly before we let Janet go, wouldn't you say, Adam, that, you know, this could be um, a slippery slope because if, if maybe her daughter is right now, it's maybe, maybe this, this whole eczema situation is harmless, but then down the road, something more serious, and then she'll go to more of these these uh, new age practitioners and then rely on them. And now you're caught in the web, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, okay. Exactly. Yep. Okay. All right. So you see where we're going with this, Janet. You're not alone. We've heard this many, many times. This is a difficult situation, but I think, I think Adam's right. Getting that document, starting the, keeping the conversation going with your daughter that, you know, to be really careful looking, you know, seven, 10 steps down the road, because, you know, you don't want to get tied in to these demons. Right. What do you think? Uh, I, I'm in agreement. I, like I said, the flags went up when they were reading what's going on with the child through her. And, I, and very gently, I, I tried to say this doesn't sound right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, and again, Adam was talking about instincts. Janet, you got great instincts. The red flags are going up. I would, I would uh, really, you know, obviously, you know, God wants you to be involved in that conversation because you have the, the proper way of looking at things. And I agree with Adam, you know, not everybody can have the label of being Catholic. It doesn't necessarily mean they're authentically Catholic, 
Catholic. So, mm-hmm. oh, okay, Janet, keep us posted. We'll be praying, okay? I will. Thank you so much. God bless both of you. God bless Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you. Okay, we're going to move to Trisha, and Trisha is in Martinez, Georgia, on St. Paul Radio. Hi, Trish. Welcome to the spirit world. Hi, Debbie. I just want to remind you that all your um, listeners on take two throughout the world are praying for you. Thank you. Oh, just a comment. You're welcome. I, I love the spirit world, Debbie and Adam. I so enjoy listening to you whenever I can. But anyway, my problem, the reason I called today is because um, about four weeks ago, I lost um, three things disappeared from my house in two days. One of them sounds ridiculous. It is. It's Dawn liquid soap. I had just used it and put it on the counter, turned around, and it wasn't there. I searched through everything. <laughs> thought maybe I put it in a drawer or other counters didn't find I mean, other cabinets couldn't find it. And then um, I had a Catholic book that I looked for about two hours later because I needed to do some homework. Searched everywhere again, couldn't find it. Then a day later, I had I decided to get out of I'd put in my pajama drawer unopened two um, shirts to sleep in, and they were still like in their each had a separate plastic pouch, and I'd put them right on top of my pajamas, and they weren't there. So this. I called a good Catholic friend of mine, Pete, and um, he sponsors um, Catholic in Recovery in Augusta. He started that. So anyway, he said, Trisha, this is ridiculous. Can I come over now? I said, yes. So he actually spent two hours looking through my home. He said, can I look at every single thing? I said, yes. When he finished, he looked through two trash bags. He said, I don't know. I don't have any explanation. So it freaked me out a lot at first, but... um. I'm pretty, I really got peace like the next day when I woke up, woke up, but I just thought I would ask your opinion about it. Okay, Tricia. So you've lived there for a while? Years. How long? Two years. Two years. Okay. And, yeah. um, and, and yeah. has, have odd things happened before? No. Okay. Did anything change in your life right before this happened? Not that I knew of at the time. Okay. Did um, you get any gift or bring home any antique or get any unusual gifts from anybody right when this started? No. Okay. Well, you know, I don't know for sure what's going on. Um, you sound pretty lucid to me. Um, one of the dangers is we get forgetful, but you sound like you're pretty clear-headed, oh, yeah. and it sounds like a friend came and did a pretty thorough search. Um yeah, I mean, I I don't want to, well, you know. Excuse me, Adam. Go ahead. I do have I do have a lot of memory loss going on. Okay, okay. Well, I mean, I would I would say ex- keep exploring that hypothesis as opposed to to dropping that and just jumping to the spiritual. Um, does anybody else live in the home with you? Uh, no, I'm by myself. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah. If you if you're if you're wrestling with memory loss, I would I would talk with your doctor about it, your medical doctor first off, just so you know. And they probably already know that you've probably talked with them about that. But let them know about this just in case it's part of that. Doctors should probably know that it's a possibility because here's the thing, Tricia, if it was demonic, if it was part of a demonic infestation, there'd be other stuff going on. Um, now, yes, it can start small like this and then ramp up over time, but this sounds um this doesn't sound typically demonic often when it's when it's part of a harassment the things will disappear for a while and then you'll find them again in a very strange place like you two days later you'll find it in the freezer or something um and again you got to be careful with memory there because sometimes when we have lapses we we put things in strange places but it's not really sounding demonic to me at least from what you've said trisha um so keep an eye on it you know when in doubt get the house blessed that's fine um, but, you know, usually something has changed in the person's life or in the home right before these things start, if they're spiritual. So I don't know where the things went, but I can tell you, be at peace uh, from what you're saying. It doesn't sound demonic to me. What do you think, Deb? Um, I agree, Tricia. I would, but I would keep an eye on it. And I, I definitely having the house blessed and using sacramentals, um, uh, holy water, 
less salt, um, just to keep yourself in a, in a good spiritual uh, place and position. Okay, Tricia, but I'd be at peace. I really would because I, it doesn't sound like that to me um, either. And so, Tricia, we want you to be at peace because we love you to pieces, okay? <laughs> Uh, we're coming up on Halloween, and we're going to be addressing that next weekend. But let's go to Jim, and uh, Jim is in Cottonwood, Idaho, on Salt and Light Radio. Hi, Jim. I hope you can hear us clearly. Yep. Good morning. How are you guys? Good morning, sir. Thank you for waiting, and welcome. So my our um, daughter's uh, house they're building, uh, her and her husband, um, was broken into, and it looks like a satanic ritual of some place. Something took place. They broke a lot of windows, but there was pentagrams painted on the wall um, and the floor. And so we're just wondering: do we simply have the priest simply do some exorcism prayers, um, or do we have a have a have the whole house exercised? Okay, Jim. Yeah, I'm really sorry that happened. Um, that's got to be upsetting for them. So yeah, you want to. You want to have the whole house exercised, and the bishop's going to have to give approval for that. Um, so your your priest, he'll either do it or, or he'll find a priest in the diocese that's used to doing that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, you, you're going to need to exercise the whole house. I would do the grounds too. Um, you're going to have to scrape all that stuff off, the, the walls and floors, obviously, not just paint over it. And then you want to look real thoroughly, Jim, for anything that's left hidden in the house, even stuck in the walls or, you know, check thoroughly in the attic and basement, nooks and crannies. And then the other thing is um, get a UV light and you have to be careful because it can hurt your retinas. So you make sure you don't look into it. But at night when it's dark, take a UV light and go around and check the walls and floors because if there's um liquids or oils or biological material that were left there that are clear you can't see them in the normal light but they can sometimes leave things drawn uh, or spattered there that you want to scrub off and so getting a uv light um, will make that illuminate kind of a blue glowing it's something police use with with forensic work a lot um, so yeah you just want to be thorough that you get anything physical out of there in addition to the pentagrams that they left and the house is going to need to be exercised and then thoroughly blessed and then i would say you know put a security system in there because if somebody is on the they're obviously on the criminal end of this in the sense that they're breaking and entering and damaging property so if they've targeted the house for some reason i would say increase the security mm -hmm. there moving forward and Jim, real quickly, I just want to add something. Many uh, years ago, in the early 2000s, um, I, I, my husband and I were building a house in this one neighborhood where this uh, a similar situation um, was manifesting in with the houses that were being built around us. I will tell you that it doesn't stop. So I would I would definitely listen to what Adam is saying and get a a, a priest in there to to do the proper prayers um, to make sure that your your daughter is in a in a safe um, um, location and household so that it doesn't continue to happen because one of my neighbors it continued to happen for over a couple years until she finally got somebody from the church to come in and really help um, so. How do you feel about that, Adam? I, I, it was, it was horrible in our situation. We couldn't get it to stop in our neighborhood. Um, what do you say to that before we go back to Jim? Oh yeah, and again, just on a practical level, look at the physical security. Just you know, take the level of just the mundane human and say, okay, we have criminals breaking in that have some wacky ideas. Treat that seriously because you don't know how far gone they are in terms of mental illness or or their thinking. Um, and take that seriously, increase the security, obviously let the police know um, so they can keep an additional eye on the neighborhood. But I would put a security system in that has cameras and it automatically calls the police. Yeah, I agree. What do you, what yeah. do you think, Jim? Oh, no, that's, that's great. We ha they have put security cameras up already. We have contacted the police, and I'm glad I chose to call you today because I'm actually having dinner with the bishop tomorrow night. So. Oh, good, good. Good. Good, so, yeah. It's a good timing. Thank you for all the advice. And I, I'm actually, I'm good friends with the sheriff. So I'll talk to him about maybe oh, he perfect. can loan me one lights and we could go around and, and do that in the evening. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that was really great. That's very, very helpful. I will let my um, 
my daughter and her husband know, and we'll uh, we'll be doing all of that. Thank you very much. Thank sure, you, thank Jim. You. Thank you. God bless you. Have a beautiful weekend. Okay, we're going to move to Lou. Lou is in Queens, New York, on Sirius XM 130. Hi, Lou. Welcome to the Spirit World. Hi. Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. Uh, Adam, you were bringing up an interesting point before about curses, and my question is this. Is it possible that the Vatican could be cursed based upon all this controversial uh, appointments to the Synod and the, and the various uh, discussion groups that are going on and, and, and things that are really uh, having people question their faith on the grand scale? Would you, could you consider that the Vatican itself is cursed in some manner? Well, Lou, the, we have to like think through what we mean by by cursed when we think of an institution, right? So, are people, you know, wanting to hurt the church? Does the demonic inspire people involved in black magic to try to curse the church? Yes, that's been happening for two thousand years. So, in that sense, of course, the church has curses thrown at it. Um, and we see that with church desecrations, we, you know, with break-ins, you know, that happen at churches, kind of like what Jim was describing in that house. Um, we see, you know, the Eucharist being stolen because the Satanists also believe in the true presence of Jesus in the Eucharist. Um, we see all that. So in that sense, the church is always under assault. But curses can only stick and have an effect um, if the objects that are cursed are kept in that location or if there's somebody consenting to the demonic that's there and i'm not saying somebody's consenting to the demonic in the vatican at all i'm just pointing out that when we're in a state of grace if we're staying in a state of grace and that means no unconfessed mortal sin on us curses don't have an effect on us right so and we know that from paul tells us the darts of the enemy just fall to the ground when they're thrown at a christian who's basically right with christ um so the you know the, not everybody's perfect it's a human institution there's humans within the church that are that are sinning we're all sinners and in that sense some people could be affected um, but that's on the human level the the bigger thing lou is and you have to remember this is that jesus said when he established the church that the gates of hell would not prevail against her so jesus promised that in spite of the broken humanity that you know, we're, we're trying to run the church, the people that have that authority as well as they can. Some of them are sinners. All of them are sinners, right? We're all sinners. Um, some are stumbling and falling. That doesn't matter because Jesus himself said, my mystical body, I say, the gates of hell will not prevail against it. So just have faith in that. And I would focus on that promise from Christ. And then for all of us that are wrestling with those thoughts, Lou, and I know a lot of people are, I just, I would encourage us all to focus on our own particular spiritual state, our own journey with Jesus, um, and let the people in the hierarchy work out those questions and issues that they're wrestling with in the church right now. But instead of focusing on that and letting that disturb your peace, focus on your journey with Christ and your particular conversion, as opposed to worrying about that. What do you think, Deb? I completely agree. And Lou, I will tell you that, and Adam and I are going to do a show on this um, in the near future. There are a lot of podcasters out there right now. Um, no, I, I'm not trying to say anything disparaging against their work. They're trying to do a good a good ministry work, but they're they're creating a lot of conspiracy theories and a lot of uh, you know sensationalism to the point where people are getting riled up. And I we know this, Lou, because people are coming to us and. In, in life coaching and they're saying that they have they're they're very um um unsettled they're not at peace they they they're very agitated they think they can't trust the church they can't trust the people in the church you know the church is always going to be um uh, a target for for the demons because you know we we've got the sacraments we've got the real presence of jesus in the most holy eucharist i mean our our church is 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 rich in in tradition and and we know that and so Yes, the human element is there, and I think we have to keep it into perspective. In perspective, because Lou, the problem is, is people are running with these things, and they're and people. It's it's causing division, and Adam, you you've said it many times that Satan is all about dividing, and that's not a good. It's it's not a good division. What do you say to that, Lou? 
Uh, well, everything you're saying is to makes total sense to me. But uh, what I would like to see the church do on a, a diocesan basis, from the bishops in particular, they need to address this in their homily. The priests have to address this in the homilies, give sermons, because people are really falling away from the church. There's a great apostasy going on, and I don't have to tell you that. And, you know, they want to draw people in. They have these Eucharistic revivals. Meanwhile, 70% of the people don't even believe in the Eucharist. It's it's just total chaos. And I, they need to talk about these fundamental facts like you and Adam are addressing with my concerns today. And I appreciate it because it does give me a little solace. But, you know... <laughs> Uh, when when human beings are running the institutions, like you said, even though you know they they are sinners also, but they, I imagine they're more faithful than I am. I hope they are, <laughs> because they are the ones that we look forward to for for leadership and to and to help build our faith. Uh, something's got to be done on a more concrete uh, level, and uh, I don't see anything like that happening or even being addressed anywhere. Well, Lou, give it time, though, because here's another thing. We we need to take the historic perspective when it comes to the church. You have to remember, and I'm not just, you know, trying to, to wave away your concerns, but we do need to remember the church has been around for 2,000 years. The church has been in worse states than this in the past. It's had worse difficulties in the past, and the church, through the Holy Spirit, has moved through and flourished again many times over over the centuries we we tend to only see our own lifetimes when when we see things going on and you know is it a time of of discussion and you know difficulty for some people and and sure we we dropped the ball in terms of conveying the true presence and the understanding of that for for people but the church has been around for 2000 years and if jesus mm -hmm. is behind it it's going to weather this too that's right and it's going to it's going to continue to flourish and so in that sense again lou i would i would just focus on your own journey to christ and making it to heaven and let the people that are at that level to to make those changes work all this stuff out mm -hmm. and don't let it rob your peace and your sense of confidence in the promise of jesus and what he did on the cross for you lou and open the way to heaven for you i would just i would stay more focused on that Amen to that. And stay close to the Eucharist, Lou. Okay. Oh, absolutely. I, I, I agree with what you're saying. But, uh, you know, we're also supposed to evangelize also. So when people ask me questions and what should, you know, why is this happening? Why, you know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, I give them the same response that you give me. And it's, uh, it's somewhat satisfying. But we all know that uh, at the end of the day, Judgment Day is going to come, not only the, the, the particular judgment, but the last judgment. And uh, that's going to be something that people are just not getting ready for. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's all tied in together. I mean, well, uh, and Lou, I, thank you for recognizing what we're trying to do here on the spirit world. That's the reason why Adam and I came together in ministry to do this, because we, we recognize that there was a, a missing um, element in, in catechesis in this area. And so we're trying to get, get the message out there in a very clear, direct way without all the, you know, clicks and all the stuff and all the kind of, you know, stuff that people want to try to rise up to a higher level of, of exposure. We, we, that's not what, what Adam and I are about. We really want to get a solid catechesis out there so people can be at peace. They can stay focused. They can get in a state of grace, stay in a state of grace. And like my brother always says, ride this out with love, joy, and peace. What do you mm -hmm. say, Adam? Yeah, exactly, Deb. Yep, you summed it up perfectly. Okay, Lou, God bless uh, one, you. I just, hmm? Can I just want to make one last point? Sure. You know what would be really great for your program to do? Tell us. Some weekly email newsletter <laughs> in addition to the, to the program. Do you know, I know what? It's a lot of work, you know, but that would be really helpful to get even more people because people sign up and, and, and get something back on a daily basis. Right. You know, it doesn't have to be, you know, a big, long thing. It could be just a simple reminder of mm -hmm. what we have to be, you know, focused on. Yeah, this, is, know, this is producer Tim. We could do yes. that. We could do yeah. that. Oh, thank you, Tim. Tim, our senior producer, just weighed in, and he said we can do that. So, Lou, your suggestion just uh, went on the desk of our senior producer, Tim Mott, and he said for 2024 we will do that. Okay, Lou? So thank you for that That's suggestion. That's great. 
<laughs> Thank you, Tim. God bless you. God bless all, all of you. Thank you, sir. Take care. Have a beautiful weekend. Okay, Peggy is up next in Georgia, and she's on the EWTN app. Hi, Peggy. Welcome. Oh, my goodness. I thank God for allowing me to come on. I'm so honored. <laughs> uh, I'm not a Catholic. Okay. I'm a Christian. I, but Well, I'm finding out that a lot of this is pretty much the same. Mm-hmm. But I wanted, I have an issue where my daughter is doing rituals in the house and had brought people in who call themselves priests and that type of thing. And uh, I guess I'm just putting it out there. There's sacrifices going on and that type of thing. My grandchildren are in the house. I'm not afraid afraid of it because they say they recognize and know who I am. And not that they know who I am, but it's really who I who is inside of me, is Christ Jesus. However, I'm just wondering how, because my daughter has a strong personality, I'm just wondering how can I approach this? Because I like the way you approach things. It's not that you're not aggressive behind the scene, but I like the way you approach it because of the person uh, and not necessarily the demonic activity that is taking place. Yeah. Okay, Peggy. Wow. Um, Sorry that's going on. So I guess real quick, because we don't have a whole lot of time, let me ask just a couple quick questions. How old is your daughter? She is in late 30s. Okay. Yeah, 35, something like that. So these rituals are in her house? Yeah, it's her house. I live live with her. Okay. Uh, Does she own the house or do you? Peggy? Do you, Can you hear me? Does she own the house or do you? She does. Okay. Okay. Well, um, and you said sacrifices. Do you mean animals? I mean animals. I'm so sorry to hear that. Um, okay. Well, I mean, on that point, I would actually just check in with law enforcement and see uh, if there's laws in your city and state against that because. If that's crossing that line, you know, um, cruelty to animals in that way, we um, hopefully that that can be at least stopped in terms of a hard limit. And Peggy, honestly, that indicates, you know, that that's a pretty bad red flag for what's going on there um, when you're getting into sacrificing animals. Um, so, gosh, um, really, I don't know. You you need to sit down with her and have some kind of intervention. Maybe if you have other family members that she loves and trusts that um, would also see this as a problem and and have a loving conversation that's also firm. And, you know, I'm not encouraging you to break up a family or 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 things like that. But but I think you need to have a, a strong conversation with her and try to get through to her that that this stuff is is bad. I don't know what religion exactly they're practicing. Um, you know, I can think of some Afro-Caribbean religions that sacrifice chickens regularly, um, and they, they involve wanting to be possessed, um, at least in the one I'm thinking of. So, boy, if, if that's what's going on, Peggy, um, I would say, you know, for yourself, try to not be home when that's, when that's going on in the house just for yourself. Pray your heart out for your daughter. Because she's, you know, she's of the age of reason. She's making her own choices. You can't force her to change. Mm-hmm. Um, but Adam, I, Adam, are there, are there children involved? Are there children um, that are exposed to this, Peggy? Two children, yeah. Children, yeah. How old are they? Two and 15. Mm, okay. Well, honestly, Peggy, I think you need to talk with law enforcement. Um, I agree. Because I agree. of the case of the two-year-old, mm-hmm. I, I think, and again, I don't mean to, to break up a family or, or cause trouble, but I think Child and Youth Services probably needs to know what's going on in the house in terms of the two-year-old. And the 15-year-old's under 18 also, but honestly, I think that's crossing the line into areas where some people are going to say religious freedom, we should be able to, to sacrifice animals because it's part of our religion. But doing it in a house around children that, that aren't of the age to choose that kind of stuff um, I, I would have a conversation with law enforcement, Peggy, and then you're going to have to pray your heart out for your daughter to get out of this stuff. Okay. All right. Thank you. All right. God bless you. Okay. 
Thank you, Peggy, for calling in to the spirit world. We were going to get to Amanda next, but we're going to get her uh, her comment up on the board for our future mailbag show. Uh, so we'll move to, and by the way, we may not get to Mary in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Mary wants us to address, and she's listening on Holy Family Radio. She wants us to address about chiropractic care. We, we made some general statements, and so now maybe people might be a little bit um, um, nervous about going to their chiropractor. I would not be nervous about going to your chiropractor unless they're involved in these new age practices that is an extension of their chiropractic care. Um, that's what I would do is interview your chiropractor. I personally go to a chiropractor who is amazing that just um, does a spine adjustments and that's it. Uh, there's nothing else involved. And, and for me, it, it helps because I have a problem with my neck from a fall that I had years ago. And so for that, it is, it is very, very helpful. I would be careful with a chiropractor when they start to get into Reiki and these other, you know, muscle testing and all these other, um, you know, modes of, of, of therapy that they believe can have some assistance and they've branched out to try and make them more of a, a specialty kind of chiropractic care. What do you say to that, Adam, real quickly before we get to Lisa? We got to go fast. No, that's exactly right, Deb. I think we can move on. Okay. Lisa in Denver, Colorado, real quickly. Uh, welcome to the spirit world. Hello. Hi, Lisa. Real quick. Yes. My question is, if someone says they need an exorcist, should we take that seriously? Adam, can I please go first just on this real quickly? Elisa, we, uh, uh, Jerry and I have a life coaching ministry uh, called Stand Tall. By the way, folks, you can find us at standtalltoday.com. But I can tell you that in life coaching, uh, most of this is a, a form of brain health issues or mental health issues as opposed to actually needing a full-blown exorcism. Adam, please comment. Yeah, the person needs to, to contact their diocese and understand that this is rare and you need to leave it to the doctors and the priests to try to figure out what's going on. Lots of people think they need exorcisms. Almost none of them actually do. Thank you so much, Lisa. And uh, I want to thank the show team. Um, and for Adam Bly, I'm Debbie Giorgiani. Until next Saturday, have a beautiful and blessed week. We'll see you real soon.